Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm non-crunching James. I'm just finished crunching Jody. Wait, that don't sound right. <laughs> oh no, Jody's wraithing himself. <laughs> Something like that, I guess. I don't... I don't... I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> Just I'm happy evil. to be here. I don't know, but I'm aghast. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. <laughs> I understood that reference. <laughs> uh, oh. Anyway, welcome back for more Halloween spooky fun. Yeah. Or, at least I don't know. I'm assuming this is the first one we're recording, but I don't think it'll be the first one that comes out. <laughs> Well, but you know, welcome back after a year of not having any Halloween fun on the podcast. Ooh, yeah. Whether it's welcome back this season or well, ooh, yeah, good, good, good call. Yeah. Spooky. Got to got to tell you, I went for a quick hike mm-hmm. uh, after work, and I don't know if it's because I knew we were going to record our first two or three Halloween episodes tonight. Mm-hmm. But I could actually, like, I got that first scent of autumn in the air. Just a little. But that nice. First bit of leaves starting to drop and decay and and death in the air. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I watched this movie that we're going to talk about, but. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, I made a few notes, but, but. Okay. When I say few, I mean very few. This is going to be a lot of Jody. And and while Jody talks, I'm going to be drinking. Ah, what are you going to be drinking? Okay, so Scarlet Lane Brewing, the uh-huh. official beer of horror. So, you know, fits well with Halloween anyway. Yeah. They they have a beer called The Stuff. And this is actually Virgin 2. Uh, last year's had more of a marshmallow flavor because it's named after the movie The Stuff. The cheesy horror flick where you eat the goo and the goo takes over you okay oh you've never seen the stuff no but i'm gonna look it up on imdb <laughs> yeah i think uh, it's from the 80s like mid 80s and it is horribly cheesy and just <laughs> but it sounds like it but it's it's hilariously cheesy because you know it's what the mid 80s horror movies were for that's true. That's true. Yeah. But anyway, it's, it's named after that, and it's good stuff. It's this year's is a little less marshmallowy, you know, because the stuff. It's, the, the stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> you see that stuff over there? What's that? That stuff. That's good stuff. What do you call it? They call it the stuff. But yeah, it's good. It's just a nice. Well, they, they say it's a hoppy blondale, and it, it is. It's. Pale ale, it's nice, it's good. Cool. What are what are you drinking before we start talking about things? I am drinking a three Floyds. Ooh. That you gave me. Ha, huh, you're welcome. <laughs> yes, thank you. Again. Um Rights of Ram, India Pale Ale. Yeah, it's a session. Well, yeah, that's it's only five percent. Yeah, well, we'll I'll use our quotes and not bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I like it. I like it. 
Um, I gave it a 4.25 on the app. Wow. Not bad. Yeah. Especially for you, you greedy tightwad. Okay. I looked up the stuff on uh, IMDb, so I will check it out. But it's Michael Moriarty. Garrett Morris. Oh, cool. Garrett Morris. That's the one I knew really well. Yeah. Yeah. From Saturday Night Live. Paul Sorvino, who just, he just passed away, actually. Hmm. Oh, Danny Aiello. And a bunch of other people I don't recognize. Yeah. (laughs) Before we get sidetracked by the stuff. Yeah. What are we talking about? We are talking about, it's going to be kind of my theme for the month. This is a Japanese movie called Ugetsu. Um, and before, before we get into it, I know you just, I, I just rewatched it and I know you just watched it. So overall, what did you think? Uh, how did you like it? All right. Um, let's see. How can I put this? <laughs> What's a nice way to say... Had I watched it, not as a Halloween movie, mm-hmm. but as just a general movie, because, and Jody did say, it's it's not overly Halloween-ish, but it's got right. some supernatural things. Right. I, I found the lack of supernaturalness sad. <laughs> okay. Fair, fair enough. Fair I, enough. I also, I also found the two main male characters to be idiots. Yes. <laughs> I think it's supposed because I kind of took out of it that it's. Uh, I mean, I I read some background. I saw it's a romantic fantasy drama. Mm-hmm. It seemed like a morality play to me on how not to be a moron because this is what happens when you're a moron. Yeah, yeah, that's that's there's some of that in there. <laughs> but I I did like the historical because I I read up. There's a mm-hmm. civil war going on, and they, that's there was a real civil war going on because of the time frame that it takes place in. Yeah. So it was it was okay. It was it was. It was i'm never going to watch it again <laughs> right yeah I, I didn't didn't figure you would but <laughs> but i was okay watching it once <laughs> okay that's that's cool that's cool I, I did not forward it past any bits which says that i didn't at least completely hate it nice nice okay it's not one of my favorites but this was probably the first japanese movie that i've watched that wasn't you know godzilla what? Godzilla? What? Ah! <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I, I saw this in college. And yeah, I don't know. It's just something about it. I was, I was really impressed with it. But I couldn't remember the name of it for years. And I finally somehow managed to find my notes from the class that we watched it in. And I was like, oh, that's the movie. So I, I eventually I did find it. So I, I own a copy of it. Oh, but real uh, quick, yeah. does, does that help? Like if this is your first Japanese, the actual real Japanese subtitled thing, I mean, does that make it, uh, you know, give you some nostalgia for it? Does that make it better I, I, for you? Maybe, maybe, I think. I had really enjoyed it. And the I think the going into it, not knowing that there was going to be a supernatural aspect to it, the first time I watched it, I think when that, was revealed as we were watching it in class. I, I think that just kind of really stood out to me. 
cool. Oh, that was actually another question. I thought maybe you went to go see it on a date, but it's for a class. Yeah, yeah, it was it was for a class um, because I, you know, was in the radio TV film part of the communications department and we had to take film classes. So that was I think that was the only Japanese movie we watched. Yeah. So, only so much time. Lots of movies out there. Yeah. OK, so a little a little more background. It's a 1953 movie. Uh, like you said, romantic fantasy drama. It's named Ugetsu. It's U-G-E-T-S-U. Was directed by Kenji Mitsoguchi. And the uh, screenplay was uh, Matsutaro Kawaguchi. And I, I, I loved this one. Yoshikata Yoda. Yes. And it is based on a book of uh, stories that is, is, has the same name it's or, or the full name is ugetsu monogatari or which i guess translates uh, tales of ugetsu nice and it's it's based mostly on two stories um it's it's mostly the house in the thicket and the lust of the white serpent which is what the girls at the asian Charles parlor say when i come in uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> anyway the, the book came out in 1776 was written by ueda akinara i don't really know anything else of the book outside of that but yeah like like james said it's uh it's kind of a period piece um takes place during the azuchi momoyama period in japan it takes place during a civil war uh, a a peasant farmer. I'm kind of reading some of this from uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, there's peasant farmer, and who, who's also a potter, risks leaving his wife and young son behind to make money selling pottery. There is a subplot which involves his friend, who wants to become a samurai and chases that goal um, against the wishes of his wife. Yeah, she's the one who really get screwed over by it oh yeah yeah um i don't want to go too much into the plot <laughs> I, I do like some of the foreshadowing um yes i mean yeah. I, I if this takes too much you can take it out but no, okay. potter he goes off just to make some money seems mm-hmm. everything's fine cool yeah but then uh, an elder of the village says something to the wife about oh, i must be careful because greed will take over and and he comes back and he's happy because he got some silver in there but then he gets greedy and yeah you know that's where it starts to go downhill for him mm-hmm. yeah it, but yeah I, I i won't oh yeah go ahead <laughs> yeah well um i, I like that part it, foreshadowing yeah. okay well since you mentioned foreshadowing i there's the the scene where they're on the lake and there's all the fog and they they run into the other person yeah i was really hoping there'd be something spooky there but no oh. but it does it, it gives you that atmosphere that foreshadows the supernatural stuff that does occur later true and and uh, I, I texted jody too during when i was watching it the intro music is very i, I won't do the the part i kind of made fun of but it's it's spooky it's it's got screams and shrieks and it's very creepy yeah yeah and that's that's something that um you'll find in a lot of uh a lot of japanese movies from that era from from like the 50s and 60s is that especially if there's a supernatural thing to it a lot of the the music will have 
some of that stuff in it and, and we'll build on the on the atmosphere that way. So the, the film stars, uh, a bunch of people that you've not heard of, but I will give their names. Sounds good. Uh, or a bunch of people that I'm assuming our listeners have not heard of, but I will give their names. <laughs> we, we have some Japanese downloads. Yeah, yeah, we have. So the, the main character, Genjuro, is played by Masayuki Mori. Um, he's the, the farmer potter guy. Um, his wife, played by Kanuyo Tanaka, her name is Miyagi. I, which sounds I, familiar. <laughs> yeah, I, I always forget that that's her name, and then I watch it, and I, I just, you know, flash back to the Karate Kid. <laughs> um, no defense. Yeah. His friend, who wants to be the samurai, played by Itaro Ozawa, that character's name is Tobe. Um, and his wife, played by Mitsuko Mito, is um, Ohama. And then Genjuro and Miyagi's son, um, Ichisaburo Sawamura, um, plays their, their son, Genichi. Kikui Mori plays Lady Wakasa's nurse. And Lady Wakasa is played by Machiko Kiyo. Yeah, so that's those are the main characters that you encounter. So I will see. I will read this. This will give some of the plot, but not you know, maybe in more of a generalized form. So people will still go watch this because I do recommend seeing this. So Kinji Mitsuguchi, Mitsuguchi, um, he based it, like I said, on on two stories from the from the book. Um, the stories were the house in the thicket and. The Lust of the White Serpent. Uh, the Lust of the White Serpent is about a demon who appears as a princess and attempts to seduce a man. In this case, our main character. Huh. Yeah, I, I'm sure the potter in Japanese doesn't have, they don't have the same thing as what a potter's field would be, but it just kind of struck me that that matches in English. True. But yeah. Probably not Japanese. Um, probably not. So there was the supernatural element, was the um, the demon or ghost, and, and and in the movie she's more of a ghost. That's that's what I took her as, especially yeah. when like the oh yeah I won't say anything yeah that's what I took it as. <laughs> well yeah, but and see I I will say this that um, one of the things for me uh, now is that when I when I first see her appear on screen, the way her makeup is done. Um, and I don't, I, I don't know if it's because they, I, I don't know if they shaved her eyebrows because, because I know it was kind of a thing back in the period of, you know, the shaved eyebrows and then um, kind of like the black marks that were more on the forehead instead of where the eyebrows would be. But to me, that gives her more of an otherworldly feeling when she first appears on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. So I that. Yeah, but the so the black marks, I don't know if those are more if that was more just the aesthetic of the time period the movie takes place in, or if that is actually supposed to represent something of a supernatural thing. Because I always I in, in my head I always associate that look more with supernatural. And that may be because this was, you know, kind of the first movie of this type that I had seen. 
as far as a Japanese movie with a supernatural element goes. So maybe that's why I always associate that with it. So that would make sense. Yeah. The, the screenwriter Yoda, when he talked about it, he, it, I guess it, in, initially this wasn't really supposed to be a main theme of the movie, but there's actually a anti-war message. And I guess as, as the script was developed, that just kept popping up and up, as, especially about how women suffer because of war. They did a good job of putting that in there. Yeah. Um, and, and I think part of that, part of that may have been because um, uh, the director, Mizoguchi, he had directed, um, and I, I actually kind of want to see this because I've, I've heard of this, um, but he had directed in 1941 a pro-war propaganda film called The 47 Ronin. I, I want to say that that's actually based on a story, maybe based on a real event, I don't know, but I, and I think it's been remade, but he, uh, he had directed that and he had regrets about having done that because the, well, just because of Japan's role in World War, World War II. That, that was also kind of a thing that I think kind of lends to the, the anti-war stuff in it. The, uh, the subplot with Tobey and Ohama, according to this, um, kind of reflects the, the comfort women, which was, a, again, a thing during World War II, especially um, in areas where Japan invaded. They would force women into prostitution for yep. their soldiers. Yeah. That's a thing in this movie. Yeah. A lot of that stuff came from uh, some stuff about the film that was written by Professor Martha Nochimson. I guess I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. So another a, a British film critic, Tony Raines, talked about uh, how the film film presents the vanity of man and you know kind of the the neglect of the family, which is was kind of a critique of historic men and feudal Japanese culture. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, talked about how uh, Lady Wakasa, the, the ghost, kind of reduces Genjuro in, into something insignificant, you know, as something greater seduces him, something that he can never comprehend. But, you know, he winds up neglecting his family. So he fails to appreciate what he already has. That really makes sense. Yeah. And as a ghost story, it kind of gets into the relationship between a spirit and a living person, which is, you know, counter to nature um, and it can only lead to bad things. Yeah, like robots and humans in Futurama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly the same thing, huh? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, Professor Robin Wood makes the point that there's an evolution between the story with uh, the lust of the white serpent, the kind of an evolution of the demon from that um, into a more humane and tragic Lady Wakasa, which kind of adds to the complexity of the story. Yeah. Uh, they also go on to say that Lady, both Lady Wakasa and Miyagi, well, that's going to give too much. I, I, won't, <laughs> I won't read that whole thing, but I will say that both Lady Wakasa and Miyagi are both wronged by Genjuro uh, and let's just say harmed by male-dominated society. And they and uh, and Wood actually believes that Ugetsu can be considered a feminist film. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. 
I like the supernatural aspects. I, I like how they do supernatural and not necessarily horror stuff, but just supernatural stuff in general in Japanese movies, especially in that that era, uh, like I said, of the 50s and early 60s. Um, I thought so. Uh, a, a lot of the movies that I've seen that have those elements, just they do them so well. Uh, yeah. Of course, they were also they were also still doing a lot of black and white at that time. I mean, I think American filmmakers were trying to move more towards the collar films so that they could compete with television. Oh yeah. Cause I know wizard of Oz was big for that. And that was what late thirties, early forties. Yeah. So, you know, and I think that black and white can actually, it kind of help with the atmosphere of, of a horror movie like that. So. I agree. Done, done right. And in, in certain, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't really have a whole lot else on it. I just, um, you know, it's, it's got those supernatural elements. And I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of figured for the first one we did, I, one, I wanted to do them in the order that they came out. So this was the earliest one out of the, the four movies that I picked. Makes sense. Um, but it also is probably the least supernatural and Halloweeny of them. <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know because uh, I'm gonna you know it, it's up to you whatever order these come out, but <laughs> we'll do a few and kind of work it out as we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think as as they as as we go along with these, they'll kind of build because I know the last one we'll talk about is just absolutely full tilt Halloween horror film kind of thing. Ooh, excellent yeah yeah <laughs> cool so but yeah that's all i've got on you get to um i do recommend it i would, I would that, that okay so I, there were there was some other stuff i did want to say it won the silver lion award for the best direction at the venice film festival in 1953 it was named the third of the best 10 for japanese films in 1953 in in japan Steven Schneider, not sure who he is, but he listed that in his 100, no, 1001 movies you must see before you die. Roger Ebert uh, put it in his great movies list. Um, it's got a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And the, oh. BB, yeah, BBC. Uh, out, of how many, uh, out, out of how many though? Um, I did not look that up. I just know it's 100%. If you want to look it up, you can. <laughs> I am, and I'll let you know when. Uh, 32. Okay. 32 votes. Okay. So out of 32 people on Rotten Tomatoes who watched it, they liked it, but that's kind of a selection bias issue that I won't get into for statistics. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the, the BBC critics poll in 2018, they, list, they put it at number 68 on their non-English speaking films. Nice. So. And it has been, uh, it's, it's part of the Criterion Collection, which is another cool thing, because that's where I picked up my copy of it. Uh, that's actually, I, I knew that because I watched it on HBO, and uh, so you can watch it on HBO Max. Yeah. But it, it says it, at the it, beginning, it's the Criterion Collection. Yeah. It, you can watch it on HBO Max until HBO Max gets rid of everything like they're doing. That, that, that can happen. <laughs> yep. Yeah, okay, now that's everything I got. Cool, do you want my two things real quick? Yeah. So, uh, because I, I researched it a little bit, so I, I knew 
that it was based off of some stories. So I, I looked that book up and I've got it saved on a, a wish list to get some time. I, I need to decide which version because there are at least on, on Amazon where I look, there are at least two translated versions, if, if not more. And I need to see which one's the best. Yeah. Um, but it looks like it. So it's, it's also called in English tales of moonlight and rain. Okay. Yeah. And Ugetsu Monogatari literally translates as rain moon tales. Oh, cool. But it's, it's just a nice collection. I think there were nine. I was trying to find it, but anyway, some, some nice, because the background, it sounds like they are very much supernatural ghost stories pulled from Japanese and Chinese literature or folklore. Cool. And, uh, uh, so I've, I've got it saved. Maybe maybe I'll get it by next Halloween and read it. <laughs> It'll be a book. Cool. Was it on Amazon? Yep, it's on Amazon. Okay, I, I might have to look it up then. Yeah, and uh, the, the only other thing I was going to say is in regards to the stupid boys. Mm-hmm. And at the very beginning, the one that wants to be a samurai goes off with the one who's a potter. Mm-hmm. He goes, take me with you. I'll pull the cart. And I'm thinking, if you have to pull the cart, he's not really taking you with him. Just walk. Yeah. <laughs> Obey's not very bright. <laughs> no, you should always listen to his wife. Yeah. Genjuro is smart, but he just gets caught up with the greed. Yeah. Greed Which and... makes him not so smart after a while, but. Yeah. It can't say much more about that without spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, those are the only things I, okay. I want to mention. So maybe, maybe next year. Because I know every Halloween we try to get these ideas, but then I realize, calm down. You had three ideas from last year you said you are going to do. <laughs> uh-huh. So th- those will be my episodes this year. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and this one goes on next year. <laughs> cool. But anyway, as, yeah, I, I didn't have anything else either. Okay, cool. Well, in that case... Should we wrap it up? Put a we, bow on we it? Should, we... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you've been, lad, but I see you won first place. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good joke that we'll have to do on a non-Halloween episode sometime. Yeah. Or, or as an outtake. But anyway, yes, we should wrap <laughs> it up. As you unwrap all of our episodes and listen to them. Ooh. Oh, there you go. And then rate us, review us, share us. Mm-hmm. Follow us. Yeah. Don't stalk us, but you can send us beer money. Beer money is always welcome. <laughs> how? You don't have it set up that way. D- d- email us. We'll tell you how. <laughs> mm-hmm. As I take a swig of beer. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, I'm cool. I'm I'm good if you're good. Oh, damn, what was it? I'm awesome. <laughs> good to hear that. But unlike the beginning, I am crunching James. I okay. In that case, I'm crunching Jody. Ah, poor James and Jody. <laughs> <clears throat> well, as they're being crunched by ghouls and ghasts. Yeah. Fuck them. They're assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and we Raves will talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. I almost spit my beer out when you did that. (laughs) You're welcome.
I'm, I'm happy to. So they called Toffee. So hazelnut caramel, hazelnut cream chocolate candy. Oh, okay. They were on sale at the gas station. So I thought, what the hell? Yeah. What the hell? Let me get that. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Just had the well, first two. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't kidding. This barbecue chicken's a little dry. Oh, well, I don't even remember the other things I sent you. I even took a picture. I'd have to go back and see what I told you. No, I don't want to. How many times do I have to tell you I don't want to answer phone calls on my laptop? <laughs> well, whatever. If you told what? it in times, that means at least M plus one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Big chunk of chicken meat here. Mmm, chunk of chicken. Anchoring <laughs> for a hunk of, a big old hunk of cheese. <laughs> no, so I planned on having like three or four of the tapafi bees. Uh-huh. I've now had 11 out of the 12. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make much sense. Yeah, I know. It doesn't really make any sense at all. It was very annoying. <laughs> but I don't have that problem now. Oh, good. Woo! Yay! Pepper. Oh, bit into a pepper. Black pepper. <laughs> bit into a little piece of black pepper. Man, that was peppery. I am ready whenever you are. Yeah, there we go. Unless I stop popping that off. <laughs> oh, would you like to start? Would you like me to? Um, I'm, I'm crunching. All right. In that case, I'll sort of talk slow for a brief second while you crunch and then...